Hello, friends, and welcome back. It's, uh, wow, the holiday season is basically upon us. Um, you know, it's two days away from the, uh, the quote-unquote big day. Um, and just starting off with the best wishes for all of you out there, you, you and yours, wishing you, you know, the absolute holliest, jolliest time possible, whatever you're celebrating. And of course, that uh, 2022 brings uh, wonderful blessings. But uh, now, that being said, there are three people that I do occasionally think about. I've never met them. But you can't help but wonder, what are they up to now? What are they doing? And, uh, you know, just perhaps even, what are they doing over the holidays? Did their family ever talk about that breakout role from 2009? And, uh, with that thought in mind, with I bid us no further ado without taking a look at the human centipede, the first sequence. Yes, um, I was wondering if I could get driving directions to a nightclub called... Hello, sweetie. No, we're in Germany right now. Maybe we can talk to you later? All right, we miss you. Bye, Amy. Bye, sweetie. I think we're supposed to turn. I thought you knew exactly where we were going. What was that? We came from over here, I swear. We just got a little lost. A little lost? Yes, we're not a little lost. We're really lost. Hello, can anyone help? We got a flat tire. Can we come in? Something to drink. Um, we, uh, we're on a road trip through like Europe. A, yeah. Can you call uh, the emergency car service for us? You have a really lovely home. <laughs> the Siamese triplet connected via the gastric system. <laughs> We start with cutting the ligaments of the kneecaps. medically accurate Mm -hmm. anyways uh this movie is altogether gross it's disgusting it's disturbing and no wonder it holds its place in pop culture history it's a body horror film for sure i mean there's really nothing about this subgenre we haven't really covered before i mean look at our my previous podcast covering the movie society saw all of it um typically you know we just look at the body being destroyed following a massive 
bout of destruction, if you will. Um, and uh, really, this film couldn't be a better fit. And 2009, just like everyone else, I was super curious. What is this? Why is everyone talking about it? Watched it, and I had reoccurring, obsessive, disturbed thoughts. You know, you just can't shake this film. It just sits with you. And um, finally kind of backed it out of my mind, besides like, you know, South Park and other pop culture references we'll talk about. But, uh, you know, we'd also check out the sequels when they arrived. And again, I'm going to talk about these in a bit. Um, and altogether, I, I never really wished to revisit this film. And um, here I am before the holidays. And uh, I guess this time of the year is what brings us closer together. So <laughs> why not talk about a film that truly brings you close? So, um, of course, 2009 Dutch horror film written and directed, co-produced by the man Tom Six very fascinating individual. Um, this film tells the story of a German surgeon, kidnaps three tourists, joins them surgically, as we know, forming his human centipede. And uh, starring Dieter Laser as the creator, Dr. Joseph Heitler, uh, Ashley C. Williams, Ashley Nyeni, and Yakiro Kutamara. hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. According to Six, the concept of the film arose from a joke him and his friends made about punishing child molesters, basically stitching their mouths to the butts of fat truckers as he put it um and of course this film also drew a lot of inspiration from the horrible things carried out during world war ii with nazi medical experiments i.e joseph mengele and uh, essentially this film is pretty messed up so for six approaching um any of the investors he didn't mention the uh, whole mouth the butt aspect fearing it's gonna off-put everyone so these guys didn't know until the end and uh, of course this film met a lot of mixed reviews but it did win several accolades in international film festivals like it she's no money breaker but it for what it is it, it somehow holds its place and uh you know as i said it, it did so well it would spawn its own sequel so i mean we kind of open up with the doctor reviewing his uh, Rottweiler pictures and those I find disturbing enough because I absolutely love Rottweilers, but he's a mad scientist. I get it. It fits and it sets us up. So he's going out, he's collecting his trophies and lo and behold, he's gifted two of them. Those poor girls arrive on his doorstep with the innocent, uh, you know, storyline of our car broke down, which was true. If only they chose the other path. Now, the horror, of course, begins and we get the uh, explanation scene and it is extremely dragged out. But at the same time, that's the whole point of it. Leaves you absolutely weak in the knees, uncomfortable, sick to your stomach. And uh, these drawings, they're so crude, but they just, they relay it perfectly. And that's all you need. You know exactly what's going to go on. And the buildup is extremely tense. Now, our surgery begins and uh, basically we're introduced to his new pet and uh, you can't help but notice um you know little things like he truly treats this like a pet it's it's disturbing um from the commands and so forth and of course we reach uh probably one of the more nastier scenes about the whole thing and we'll dive into that but the surgery is altogether absolutely disgusting and uh he, he the doctor himself is I can only relate as Sid from Toy Story, but with people, it's terrifying. And, um, of course, we come to the scene. Everyone, we all knew it's coming. He shows us in the diagram. It's infamous. And uh, 
no matter what, it's still uncomfortable and uh, it still makes you sick. You know, that weakness I mentioned, definitely big time here. And of course, we reach our centipede getting its checkup where our doctor notices that uh, it's not doing so well. Poor Jenny. Oh my God. Ugh, checking her cheek. Ugh, ugh, ugh. And, uh, of course, the doctors interrupted with our two cops. And uh, basically see the centipede reach its demise along with the doctor and so forth to basically what I consider one of the most unsatisfying endings. Like, we only got half of what we wanted. It, it just... Boo! <laughs> For lack of a better word. But, uh, you know, altogether, this doctor is... True to, truly fucking nuts. But he's the perfect villain. Um, and this movie, it's not about jump scares. It's about disturbing imagery. It is torture porn, pure and simple. But Six never declared it to be anything else. So I got to give him a thumbs up. And to this day, it is embedded with pop culture, merchandise, TV segments. Not to mention the two sequels. And uh, these films, you know, they really aren't for everyone. But Six damn well made sure that everyone knew about it. And uh, it's it's fascinating when you dive behind the scenes of this altogether disturbing film uh, from the beginning of how they came up with it. You know, just being this kind of joke between friends, tying it in with this history itself, which altogether is dark and disturbing at points. And when you're inspired by, you know, Japanese horror films and the minds of David Cronenberg... No Wonder Six came out was such a disturbing hit. Um, and Six is flat out has told people, you know, he's not for these over unbelievable plots and monster films and getting too politically correct and so forth, you know, just right down to the nitty gritty. And, uh, and he did, he did well. <laughs> like, you know, when the concept of the film is absolutely disgusting. And it, as I said, not for everyone, but, it's a hit when you look at it like for body horror definitely in in the top 10 probably looking back historically no filming for this of course the film itself is said to be set in germany but of course this is filmed in the netherlands due to just similar landscapes and easier for uh for six of course being from the area and uh heitler's home um where most of this film is taking place is actually just a villa that the production team found now i did find very interesting during the filming process that uh laser remains in character of heitler heitler throughout the entire filming process in fact he was shouting at the rest of the cast on set but whenever possible basically he was staying away from the other actors and crews between separation i apologize my co-host has joined me in studio <laughs> Uh, so he apparently only would eat food he brought on set himself, which was mostly fruit. Um, he would contribute to the dialogue of his character and selected many of his character's outfits out of a personal wardrobe. In fact, um, Six claims one of the jackets that he wore, Laser bought himself and was, it was actually a genuine Nazi doctor jacket. Um, Laser was also happy for the other actors, um, to add their own ideas to the film. And, uh, for example... Heitler um, is explaining the procedure of the victims. Kostruo's uh, dialogue is improvised, which, you know, basically pleased Laser. And during filming, Laser accidentally would end up kicking him, leading to a fight on set between the actors. The incident contributed to tension and anger throughout the scene while filming. And uh, basically, when they sit down to the dining table, the 
dog food and everything. Yeah, it occurred basically shortly after. So these actors, when they basically, you know, get right into character, I, I always find it interesting the kind of bullshit they get themselves into. Like, talk about taking your job maybe a little too seriously. So, of course, this film would be released in the United States to a very limited release theatrically. Um, look at the rating. This isn't going to go wide. An MPAA rating, to be exact. Um, of course, would open up in certain film festivals, would end up taking individual awards. Um, but, of course, definitely sticking with people. Um, from London Fright Fest Film Festival, Leeds International Film Festival, Screamfest Horror Film Festival, six remarked on how many film festival audience would, would end up reacting strongly to the films, sometimes almost vomiting in the cinema aisles. And to his amusement, Spanish audiences often found the film funny and laughed throughout the screenings. So it kind of goes to show you how horror is accepted in different cultures differently. It's interesting. Um, but uh, the film itself altogether has only earned just about, and this is from releases in theaters, DVD, Blu-ray, the whole shebang, a little over $2 million. Uh, so like I said, this isn't winning huge awards, but it's obviously stamped itself in our minds. And to this date, Holds about 49% to 91 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, with the main theme being that it's grotesque, visceral, and hard to swallow. <laughs> uh, the surgical horror doesn't quite earn its stripes because the gross-outs overwhelm and devalue everything else. I agree a little bit, but at the same time, I don't. This one, especially when we're going to look at the sequels, this one has a lot more substance to it than the other two. Um, and, you know, it's... It's horror with a message in a way, but at the same time, it's fun. And that's what, to me, horror movies are always supposed to be. Now, the sequels. You think this movie was crap? Let's look, take a look at the second. That one is... Tom Six has created his own little universe here. And he is, you know, basically honoring it, for, for lack of a better word. But it's it just gets worse and worse. <laughs> the second is just gross out beyond words. It's a good thing this one's shot in black and white, but it's like they took every thought they thought could have from the first one on how can we make it worse and thought, yeah, let's slam it all together in one film. Like just everything about it. I don't even want to ever cover it. It's just gross. And for those of you that haven't seen it, maybe just do yourself a favor and check out like a YouTube review. No, the third one, I'll give him a little more credit. This is like a love letter Six wrote himself. It's it's kind of fun. You know, we're set in Texas, so on. It's, it's interesting. But, and it's interesting in the sense that Six claiming that he never made a political statement pretty much is putting out a political statement. So, in that one, in my opinion. But probably looking back, he'd say he wasn't. So, guys... Thank you all so much for listening. It has been another crazy, crazy year and couldn't do it without each and every single one of you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. As in the beginning, I will repeat again, many wishes, blessings, all that jazz to you and yours this holiday season and into the new year. Um, whatever you're celebrating, I hope it is the absolute wonderful time. Even if you're not celebrating, you know, relax, enjoy zen out find some peace because that's that's what's going to keep us trucking you know for lack of a better word and uh, guys 
looking forward to 2022. Can't wait to see you all then. And uh, as always, remember, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave a review, like, subscribe, all that jazz. And uh, as always, guys, keep calm, stay creepy. <laughs>